beautiful people. This is Rachel Archelaus, and welcome to the Intuitive Art Show. I have this amazing guest, Karen Channing. That's your name? Yep. <laughs> I've never said it out loud before. Isn't that funny? It reminds me of Carol Channing, which is why it like made me stop. Um, <laughs> she is the author of this amazing set of books about doodling, and we're going to get into that in much more depth. But she had a question about intuitive art that I thought you could really benefit from hearing. So we're in the process right now of doing our intuitive art for this episode. And she took the free class about a year ago and doesn't have her key with her, her color sheet because um, it's in storage at the moment. And she asked me if, if it's always individually interpreted. So do I have to use your color key to interpret your drawing? Um, and she asked, can you interpret somebody's drawing without that? Like, can you use your own color sheet? And it's best to interpret a drawing with the drawer's color sheet. That's what we normally do in the groups that I um, facilitate. But there are definitely things that you can pick up on, even if you don't have that. So it's going to be perfect if you do your drawing today and, and I can help you decode it. Um, and even though you don't have your color sheet, you can probably intuit what the colors mean by looking at them. And so I think we'll be fine. That sounds awesome. I'm cool. excited. Do people ever comment that your name is kind of like Carol Channing? I've been called Carol so many times. Like I'm remembering right now, I think it was like a gym teacher I had in high school who was sort of an older guy who was a little bit more even of like her generation always called me Carol. Um, but then also like people don't know how to pronounce the Karen, which is understandable too. So I get called, I get called all kinds of things, but I don't mind to be associated with Carol Channing. She was, is she still living? Do you know? I don't know, honestly. I can't remember, but I watched a documentary about her a while back and I was like, this woman was super cool, is super cool, whatever it is. So I don't mind the comparison, but we, my family was originally um, or the next generation back was Chanowitz. And my, I think it was my grandfather's father changed the name at Ellis Island to Channing for something more um, Western sounding. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Very cool. My maiden name is Mingalello. So I'm familiar with weird, long European names. <laughs> you have multiple. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's awesome. And my sister's name is Rachel. Oh, nice. Very cool. Yay. All right. For the show's sake, I'm going to pause now and we're going to do our drawings and then we'll come right back. All right. So we are back. Karen did her drawing. I did mine. And it was funny because she just, when she opened her eyes, she started laughing because it's not what she expected to see, which is so common in all of this. I think it happens to every single person who makes a drawing. Um, so I'll do mine first. So you can kind of watch a decoding because you haven't done it in a while. Uh, so this is mine. <laughs> I know. Um, and so the question that we asked was, what is the benefit of doodling? Because it's Karen's work and it's really amazing. Um, we'll definitely link to your Facebook group because she has an amazing Facebook group called Doodle Outreach. And it's a place where all the doodlers can gather and kind of share what they do. So the first color that went down was this it's a very light brown. It's kind of like, like a deep tan. 
it's actually the color of my walls. And it's like a, a light groundedness. So I get the feeling that doodling can keep you in your body, it can keep you engaged in the present moment, but it's not like this heavy kind of groundedness. It's more of like a light grounding where you just, you're kind of weaving yourself into your day, I feel like. Doodling kind of keeps you enmeshed in, in the moment. And then the next color was yellow, which is joy for me. So I could see how doodling, you kind of have to let it flow. It's not something you're going to toil over, so that can connect you with your joy. And expression is my next color, this green here. And, of course, you're drawing, you're expressing yourself, you're letting your feelings come out, you're not censoring anything. And then, finally, I have these blue circles, which is kind of interesting. It's blue for me is a healing color. And so it's almost like bringing all of the colors together. Like it's, you know, in this circle, there's the tan and the yellow and the green. And the same is true for almost all of the circles. So it's kind of like doodling can help you in all these areas at the same time. It doesn't take 10 doodles to get, you know, each benefit. You Every single doodle you do. <laughs> gives you all these benefits all at the same time. And I mean, I imagine that it doesn't take long. I mean, you can doodle for an hour, but you can doodle for 10 seconds as well. So very cool. Lots of great benefits to doodling. Very true. I'm just grinning. It, even though mine comes out a little simpler, I also saw some parallels, which probably doesn't surprise you either. Should I show mine now? Yeah. Okay. So... The first color was this kind of dark red, which kind of reminded me of your first color, which was sort of that that brown. Um, and I really related also to what you were saying about the groundedness of it, because I feel like this is sort of like this tree, this center, this anchor right here, but it's not super dense either. It's, you know, sort of cloudy and flowy. Mm -hmm. um, and as it turned out, some more red, there's like two kinds of red coming through. I don't really know how to interpret this. Um, there's like just sort of this central spiral and expression, life, passion, I could also see coming through there, just like really heart type stuff coming through. Mm -hmm. And then the last one that went on was the blue. And that was kind of saying that I just noticed I think my markers are starting to run out a little bit. But what I like about this is that for me, it's airy. It's like an exhale mm. going off the page. It's like, okay, there's been some release, but it's again, not super heavy. It's freeing. It's maybe watery, airy, just ha ah, kind of thing. Yeah. Love it. And I love how the spiral, it kind of makes that quintessential hole in the middle of the tree, you know, like where an owl would go or something. That's really neat. And I assume you did this with your eyes closed. I did, yeah. yeah. So I just love how stuff like this happens, you know? Super cool. Yeah. Super cool. I'm such a fan of this process, Rachel. I'm so happy to get to do it with you today. Thanks. Yeah. So thank you for drawing with us and, um, and sharing your amazing insights and work. So today we're mostly going to talk about your books and how you came up with this and also about being a nomad because that's something that's really cool about you. You, well, why don't you tell us, how did you come into doodling? How did that start? 
Well, I was doing the Artist Way course, which I'm sure you and you out there, <laughs> I don't even know where y'all are, but in the ether there are familiar with. It's such a wonderful course. And um, I've been through it, I think, four times. And every time I get something really, really big out of it. And this one time I was going through and I answered a question about what do I like doing, but I don't give myself a lot of time for. And I just wrote visual art. So a little bit of the backstory there is that I never thought I could draw. When I was a kid, I made pictures. They didn't look like what I thought. They didn't look like what I was seeing. Mm -hmm. And I just think visually I fell through the cracks somewhere as I was going through school. But I also could write. And once I could write and I was playing a little music, I got encouraged on that. And so I was like, well, artists are other people. I'm a writer or I'm a musician, but I'm not... But I knew when I was doing the artist way that I really like making collages and playing with things with my hands. So visual arts I wrote down. And then before I finished that course, a friend of mine offered a 30-day doodle challenge through a blog post. And I started to see other friends doing it with her. So my Facebook feed started to be filled with these really simple pictures that different people were making. And they were so simple and so varied that I was like, I can do this. And I had a package of markers. These Crayolas. I had one of these packages that I had used one marker out of to write a note and none of the rest of them had been touched and they just been in my apartment. So I was like, okay, I have a package of markers. I'm getting a notebook. I just went to the grocery store. I get, this is just um, Norcom. It's about $4 and I buy them at the grocery store because it's like my favorite doodle journal. So I just went and grabbed a notebook at the grocery and started doodling. So the first 30-day doodle challenge was a doodle a day for 30 days, no other rules. There were no prompts. There were no guidelines. And I took to it immediately. Like right away, I saw how there was this different kind of expression that was kind of like writing because there was something kind of coming out the arm and there was energy being released, but it wasn't here like mm -hmm. writing can be. And I'm kind of heady by nature. So suddenly this more emotional thing was coming through. And after a few weeks, I realized I was learning to draw. Like, oh, my gosh, I can actually make things. But because it was doodling, it didn't matter. Like, I make things all the time that I think look really messed up. But as long as I just kind of stay in the groove of it, that's great. So I want to acknowledge my friend Melissa McLean. Of, um, her, her business is called Melissa Ann Colors. And she continues to do a lot of doodling workshops. And she's a certified creativity coach or something like that. So I will always be super grateful that she set that up. Um, and yeah, I just got really into it, got really into therapeutic aspects of it. And then I lost my job as a social worker, which was awesome. You know, I was like really scared at the time. I wanted not to work there anymore. By the way, the day before I found out I was getting fired, I had actually written on a piece of paper that I wanted to be free of my office. And I didn't know that I was expecting to get fired. So it's really like, wow, I'm so powerful. But yeah, what am I going to do? Yeah, so I, I think a lot of people yes. find themselves there, right? You say yes to it. And then you're like, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> so I started teaching my first doodling class right away after that. And I gave continuing education credit to therapists for it. And um, that's where it started for me. Yeah. That's amazing. So that's really cool. How did you get into giving well first of all I think a lot of people this transition is really interesting to me because a lot of people think 
they have to go into this big full-time business in order to quit or leave what they have now, or if they're fired, right? They don't see how they can get to the next step. So did you already have a class in mind that you wanted to teach or did you come up with the class after you're actually let go? I don't remember, but I think it came after. It was okay. called Disco and Doodling. Disco oh and Doodles. And we, we had it at my friend's art studio and we would put on disco music and dance a little bit for a few minutes at the beginning. And we did some writing prompts and a little collaging too. Um, and then we'd sit around the table and start to play. That's awesome. I learned a lot from the artist way. I actually credit Julia Cameron in, in my first book for teaching me how to write a good prompt um, mm -hmm. because I she asked the right questions. And so I just brought those kinds of questions into the classroom. Nice. And so because you were a social worker, is that what allowed you to give continuing education credits or did you have to apply for that in some way? I had to apply for it, but I've learned that you don't actually have to be a social worker to give social worker credits, by the way. Like, this is great for everybody. It's $50 a year, and you just have to fill out a form, and you're supposed to just keep some records and be able to justify that what you're doing is therapeutic. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I also had it for uh, LPCs, licensed professional counselors, for a while, too. Nice. That's yeah. amazing. Yeah. It's so... You let it come to you, basically. You didn't make it harder than it had to be. Um, no, not at that point. I think sometimes, I mean, over the years, there's that dance, right? Mm -hmm. I want to get this done. I want to let it come. An example of that is something that's happening right now that um, I've heard, and I don't even know if it's true, that if you have a certain number of reviews on Amazon, that Amazon shares books more widely. So. And the number that I heard was 50. So I've set this goal, December 1st, 50 reviews. So for those watching, this is November 30th. So I almost blew it off. I got up to like 35 and then something in my mind was starting to tell me I can't do this. Mm. And I told a friend of mine, I had this goal. It was my goal to have 50 by the first. And she said, was, <laughs> that's all she said. And I was like, you know what? She's right. I only need a couple more each day. I can do this. So I've been calling everybody I know who has a book and asking them, would you just take a second and write a little thing on here? It'll be good for the world if we can get more doodling books into the world. I'm sure of it. But then there have also been these moments of, am I doing this because I'm inspired or am I doing this because I think I have to? And just really checking out that balance every moment, like writing in my morning pages, wow, this is going to be really fun. And then when I start to notice my energy tanking on that subject, I'm just like, I'm going to stop thinking about this for a while because it's like you were saying, kind of making it harder than it has to be. So that's something I'm I'm very, very interested in in my own world and just watching that balance. Uh, me too. I'm constantly trying to figure out if my goal is inspired or coming from a place of like conditioning or should, you know what I mean? Especially around achievement stuff, you know, like becoming a bestseller or getting reviews or money goals or whatever. Yeah, I think that's really fascinating too. How do you check in to see if it's inspired? Do you just check into your energy and how you're feeling? Yeah, it's, it's like, I would say probably all the body. It's like all mm -hmm. happening here. And there's sometimes, like I'm still refining this because there's some moments when in my head I don't want to do the thing that's there to do. Like, um, I'm staying at this beautiful writer's retreat right now. 
and in exchange for staying here, I'm taking care of some things on the property. So right now I'm planting wildflowers, which is freaking awesome. <laughs> I'm outside for at least an hour a day digging with this little hoe in the dirt and putting seeds down and like hoping that something's going to pop up in the spring. But this morning I was like, I don't want to do anything for anybody else today. I really need to get my things done. And so sometimes I'll start to feel that little internal push pull, but it's also mental, like me even thinking that it's for somebody else versus this is actually my flow. I love doing these things once I'm out there and doing it. So that's part of that navigation also. What about you? How do you check in? Make I also pictures? go into the body. I use intuitive art as well, but intuitive art mostly helps me come up with like the how of doing something or a reflection. Um, but when I'm trying to figure out my own internal alignment of like right now, um, you know, is what I'm doing inspired or what am I inspired to do? Um, then I definitely go into the body and I just really focus on my heart. Is my heart open or is it closed? And then I do like, I ask myself questions like, okay, heart, what's going on here? Like, how can we open this up? Or is it really just not for me? Because it is a lot mental. You're right. Like going down the path of inspiration, you're going to run into some roadblocks that your head brings up. And it doesn't mean you shouldn't be doing it. It just means you got to investigate. And I think another really important piece is staying with my own self versus um, kind of spreading myself too thin by checking in with too many other people about it. Or yeah. if I scroll through my Facebook feed, I'm going to see memes that tell me opposite things to do all the way through there. Like there are all these little things, be like this, be like this. Like the thing about like, um, uh, if you're, if you're man, isn't chasing you down, then you need to leave him because you should be chased down. And then there's this other one that I saw really recently that said, chase after him, even if he's not calling you, go for the one you love. And I'm just like, well, which is it? So <laughs> I know. that's really important to me too. And there's a, there's a um, fortitude that has to come with that, isn't it, Rachel? I'm sure you've experienced this in your own life that when we live on guidance, there's such a deep trust that has to be there because we are sometimes going to get information from other people or emotions from other people that they're unhappy with however something is gone and I have to learn to tolerate that and decide is it is whatever I'm doing right now going to be worth whatever this outcome might be yeah I think the biggest thing that I'm teaching these days to my clients is like self-leadership which is just that like if you want to do something you got to lead yourself there there's going to be a lot of other people on the road that may reflect differing opinions or you know, give you an alternate way to go. But if you really want something and it's inspired in your heart, then you're absolutely entitled to it, but you've got to be the one to get yourself there. So, and of course there's help along the way. It's not like a heavy thing, but you know, yeah. you've got to wake up in the morning. You've got to determine what you do, how you feel, what you think and everything. So, yeah. Well, I love that you point that out too. First of all, I love that expression, self-leadership. That's so empowering and grounding and beautiful. I love those words. Um, but I love that you mentioned the help along the way, because that's also the magic of being intuitive and, and loyal to ourselves. The great Joseph Campbell said, and helpers are right here. And Bill Moyer said, right here. And Joseph Campbell said, right here. And I have goosebumps all over. Just <laughs> the other day, I was driving to go fill up a water jug. Just I like to go to those water filter stations for 25 cents and I fill up my gallon jug and I needed some water and I was going around looking for that I needed some change too I didn't even fill in the thing found a dime in my car I needed a quarter I was on my way somewhere to go to a water station that I thought I was sort of like meant to go to 
And as I was driving on a side road, I passed one that I had never seen before. And I passed it and I got so strongly the hit, go back there. So in the middle of the road, I did a U-turn and I went back and I was like, okay, somebody here is going to have the quarter I need to fill up my thing. No problem. And I pulled into the parking lot right next to a car that had a window open. And I figure if their window's open, I can just say, hey, do you have 25 cents? I don't have any problem to ask a stranger for a quarter. No big deal. And I pulled up and it was a friend of mine who I've never run into in the neighborhood, who I'd just seen a few days earlier at a party, who had recommended a movie to me, and I had seen the movie. Like, all of these things came together because I followed my guidance so clearly. And not only did he give me a quarter, but he also handed me $5 just for no reason, just gave it to me. So, yes, the helpers are immediately there for us when we are super true to ourselves is what I feel. Yeah, and it's also clarifying that help, isn't it, when someone else's thoughts, does this other person's thoughts or action resonate with what my heart's really guiding me through or not? Yeah. Yeah. I love it. All right. So tell us more about doodling. So <laughs> I'm like, we're getting into the deep stuff. Yeah. Oh, doodling. I love it. It's all connected, right? Yes, that's right. Absolutely. Yeah. So, and besides, my audience is very much into this, very into the flow. So it's all I good. Figured, I figured it's so great being with you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do you want me to tell you about how the book came? Yeah. I'd love that. Great. So, so doodling classes were going on for a few years. Every single one of them was powerful. We were crying. We were laughing. People were connecting on these really deep levels. And I was starting to feel frustrated. I didn't know how to get it out of my little inner circle. Sort of my Facebook crowd, whoever was going to show up had already shown up. In my immediate world, that had already happened. And one day I went to see Joe Cross, um, the Australian guy who makes movies about juicing. No, Joe the Jew. Yeah, yep. Yeah, so he was doing a book tour here in Austin. And actually, it was at a time when for several years I had been very internal and not really out in the world very much. And a lot of the work I was doing, as you can relate to, was online. I had Skype clients all over the place for this. I facilitate something called Living Inquiries, which is a whole other thing we could talk about. But I had connections all over the world, so I was Skyping most of the time. I wasn't out on foot in Austin much. And I just remember so clearly that it was spring and I went to see him and I thought I think I'm starting to come out of my little cave a little bit like it had been a very deep time and now I'm ready to like you know go out so I went to see Joe and I told him that I wanted to be to resting and creativity what he is to juicing but that I was having trouble getting up off the ground out of my community and by the way if you ever get a chance to talk to Joe any of you guys he's so clear he zoomed in with me with all these people in line behind me waiting to get their books signed, asked me the right questions, and set me off onto this wonderful path. I'm super grateful. So one of the things that he recommended was doodling with strangers or what became my doodling with strangers project. He said, go to restaurants and have someone film, give people paper, have them do a doodle, and then have someone record their responses on film somehow. So, so far, it's just been me and my phone, you know, doing the recording. I don't always have a camera person with me, but Doodling with Strangers started just a couple days later, and it validated that almost everybody who does this is receiving benefit immediately. And I'm sure you can relate to that, too, because, oh my gosh, what you're offering has so much benefit, and it's so immediate and so releasing and just millions of qualities that we could talk about. So... Once I started to see that not just my friends, but people I was meeting out and about were also having such a big response, 
I received the inspiration to do like a year's worth of prompts, like little calendar books that I used to have when I was younger, meditation, years worth of meditations on whatever topic. And I didn't tell anybody at first that I was working on it. I got enough note cards to do a year's worth of prompts. And my friend gave me a cardboard box to stick them in. And I watched an awesome TED talk that taught me how to start a small habit, which was amazing. BJ Fogg. I credit both Joe and BJ Fogg in the book, by the way. They both helped me so much. Um, and once I got far enough into the prompts that I realized I was actually going to come up with a year's worth of them, I started telling people I was doing. And it was just such a good idea that I really saw was viable that I wanted to keep it to myself until... I did it. Do you know what I mean? Like, you know, I'm sure yeah. million ideas too. And sometimes if I start talking about things, they're not going to get up off the ground. I have to just do it. Mm-hmm. So that's what came to be. And a friend of mine had offered to do a book of poetry of mine sometime within that last year. But because I was moving so much, I didn't even know where any of my stuff was. And I loved the idea. But I asked her, do you want to publish the doodling book first? And she agreed. So that's how that came to be, the first book. Very cool. I want to talk about this doodling with strangers because it's one of the first things that I saw that you did. And I, I'm pretty, I'm, I'm very outgoing with people I know. And when I'm teaching, I'm like on, but when it comes to just random people out in the world, I'm pretty quiet, you know, I'm like pretty invisible as well. (laughs) So the thought of going up to strangers and asking to doodle with them is so opposite to what I would normally do. And I was so admiring that you did that. So are you a naturally outgoing person? And what was it like to begin that project? I am naturally outgoing, though I've become more introverted. Well, like I was telling you, I was in that phase where I was like really in the cave for several years. Um, and you know just like everybody I guess there are times when I'll be out and about and I just won't have the oomph to break into somebody else's energy mm-hmm. um, but I also know that if I do and they're willing to join with me it usually uplifts me so there's this also mm-hmm. a little dance with that too but yeah it's easy for me to talk to people very easy and um, it's actually it's interesting now that we're all on our phones so much there is an extra breaking through that has to happen Mm-hmm. I remember this guy at a juice shop one day and he said he didn't want to do it all and went back to doing whatever he was doing on his phone. And some people are like, I'll do business when I'm sitting in a cafe, sometimes emails or whatever, but other times I'm just farting around. So trying to find the people who look like they're just farting around waiting for their juice or whatever, those are the people to connect with. So when I first started it, I was, I was sitting at a juice shop and um, I was mind mapping. Mm-hmm. I had so many ideas it was driving me crazy so I doodle a little picture of myself in the middle of the page and then make all these little circles and lines coming off of it and I was just getting it all down and I saw this couple of guys sitting there waiting for their drinks we were outside and I had my markers and I had a notebook and I was like I'm going to go talk to them and I went over and I had a bunch of prompts already on a notepad app in my phone for my classes so had all that and they were in town for South by Southwest. They were musicians from somewhere else. So that was really cool too. And I said, hey, this is what I'm interested in doing. Will you guys make a picture with me? And the prompt we used was doodle freedom. So they said yes. And they both did it. And I took their pictures. And I said, this is now the beginning of this project. And so then like almost every day for probably the next year after that, I was doing it. Whenever I was out and about, I would try to grab somebody. That's amazing. Yeah. 
And kudos for following through. Like a lot of people get advice from the right person, right? Like getting advice from somebody who doesn't really know where you're going is one thing, but getting advice from someone who can really be a benefit to you is really special. And I don't think most people follow through with it. You know, they're the mind stuff comes in like, Oh, it won't work or it's not for me or they don't really know me, but you didn't get caught up in that. And you actually took the advice and did it. And that's amazing. So bravo. <laughs> Thank you so much for saying that. Yeah. And like, I didn't wait till I had a camera or somebody to record or whatever. I just went ahead and, you know, just hoped that someday I'll be mm-hmm. able to, make a little bit flicker videos. The last doodling with strangers video I made, it's a mess, but I'm going to probably post it to the YouTube thing anyway. I mean, just to keep a little momentum. Actually, once the book came out, doodling with strangers slowed way down just because my focus started to be on other things, but I still love it. It's, it's so like random and deep at the same time that just, ugh, ugh. That's my favorite kind of thing. It's like, you got to be the Trojan horse of transformation, you know? That's actually a good line. I should write a review on your book once I get it and use that. Um, Awesome. Because nobody wants to sit down and have a heavy conversation or like do some like really deep inner work at a cafe with a stranger, you know, or even in their own lives. They want it to be fun and light and, you know, otherwise we wouldn't avoid our problems so much. (laughs) So I really love it. Kind of goes back to the drawing of like these little bubbles, these cute little things are actually really helping you. Everything gets touched. Well, just to share a little bit more about it, what I usually do is, um, whoops, I just threw a bunch of them on the floor. I didn't mean to, but I usually flash my crayons uh-huh. when I invite somebody. I say, "Hey, do you want to do something fun?" And I show crayons, so they can start to connect right away that there's something simple. It's childlike. It's not going to be heavy. I'm not asking them for any money. That's mm-hmm. actually part of the reason that I think that um, stranger doodling maybe slowed down a little bit when the book came is because I still really wanted to keep the um, kind of the innocence of doodling with strangers without being like, and by the way, I have a book and you can buy it. Like right. I wasn't quite sure how, because now a lot of times I'll meet people in a cafe and they'll buy one of my books. So it's, it's sort of both happening now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I did notice too that you left a doodle book, maybe several, at like a coffee shop and encouraged people to use it. And I thought that that was really cool too. I saw a post of yours where one was filled up and I thought, how amazing that you're sharing that with the world. And it's also great promotion. It's really, really fun. There was one, um, that, yes, there's a wonderful juice shop here in Austin, Juiceland, and they actually are opening up all over the place. They're growing like I've never seen anything grow. Um, and uh, they have had my books in a few of their stores, just, just on the table with some crayons. And so the one that was near where I was living, I was in there every couple days at least. And to go in every few days and see what had been added to the book was so moving. and 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 really think that I put these prompts on the page and then somebody I don't know came and made a picture from their heart. There was a lot of, a lot of real heart in there. So we haven't talked about this, but the prompts in 365 days of doodling are um, really introspective and it's not all like heavy, but they're really thoughtful and they have you reflecting. And so um, like seeing pictures by strangers about something they're self-conscious about or something they worry about just moves me so deeply that someone I don't know got an opportunity to sit down and, and just share something personal and then walk away from it. It's exciting. 
You know, this would make a really good Christmas present or Hanukkah gift. I hadn't thought about it before, but now that I'm like definitely buying your book when we get off of this. But I'm thinking of so many people in my life who are creative, but are sometimes stopped by the idea of art. You know, like I run into a lot of that too with my class. Um, it's just, it sounds so good. You could just even leave it in your desk at work and just do one a day. That, I don't know, I love it. So I have a request. Could we do a doodle together? I've never done one from you. Yeah, let's do, let's do the one that will be my today's doodle because I've been going straight through the year. Does that sound fun? Yeah, yeah. So let's, do you want to tell the people what it is and then we can make our pictures and then we can talk about them? What do you mean? Like kind of how we did our um, drawings before. Do you want to pause while we draw? That's what I mean. Oh, yeah, sure. Yeah, so this is the prompt. So, so, um. <laughs> well, how about everybody do the doodle with us? So, yeah, you tell us the prompt and then we'll come back and show our. Exactly. So, here's the cover of the book 365 Days of Doodling. Hashtag start any day. And you don't have to go straight through like a calendar. They're numbered, but they're not labeled by month or anything like that but I happen to start at the first of the year and so today is the 335th day of the year oh cool and uh it's a really sweet prompt we'll we'll enjoy it but also um I really want to show you guys this thing so in the world of not being able to make good pictures like I can make some pretty good pictures whatever good means I think you all feel me um <laughs> this one kind of cracks me up. The prompt yesterday was doodle something that makes you feel good. And I'm working on a new book right now and I'm, I'm enthralled that this happening. And so I made this picture of myself at my laptop, but my face on here looks like kind of like a Muppet or something like mm -hmm. that. Probably nobody else is even noticing that me having a little bit of a critical voice, like I want that to look a little, <laughs> whatever, but crayons also don't make real fine lines. So, but I look at this now and I just love it. She's so cute. She's just sitting at her desk working away mm -hmm. <laughs> so it's really fun and by the way in this book and also in the kids book I talk about um that it doesn't have to look right or realistic and that a simple and satisfying doodle can be made in five seconds so I love what you say about like you could leave it in the desk drawer pull it out do a quick one sometimes at the end of the day I'll even be like oh I haven't done my doodle yet I'll say I'm just going to do it standing up really super quick I'm just going to do it it doesn't have to be fast and often I'll get so into it I'll end up sitting down and I'll keep on playing with it but there's no, there's no pressure with it. I've referred back to that simple and satisfying doodle in five seconds stage hundreds of times since I've been doing this book all year. So, okay, number three, 335. All right. So we're going to list three or more things. We'll just do three for the sake of time that are already working in your favor. Hmm. Already working in your favor. And then we're going to doodle one or a combination of them, however you feel, just to put it in the picture. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. All right. We're back. I did my doodle. And so my list was the three things that are already working for me are friends, work I love, and expression. And so I drew two of them. And I mean, the, my little stick figure friends who are holding hands is kind of cute. But then I did a painting on an easel because I have my easel up all the time. And I love painting. How did you enjoy your doodling experience? It was really fun. And you know what? I think the most, the biggest thing that I got from it was it made me think about, 
even more than just a list because like, okay, yes, I can make a list, but like I wanted to do, when I put down expression, I wanted to like, oh, my poetry is going really well right now and my art's going really well and I'm making really cool videos on topics I never did before. And so it kind of made me keep going on like the gratitude train. Um, And it's really fun to draw. So it was, it was definitely like deep in the experience. I love it. That makes me so happy. As you can see, I have a huge grin and I love your stick figure friends. They're so cute. <laughs> I first held it up because I'm, I'm recording this on my phone, folks, and so I can't see the screen next. I had to lean in to look a little bit. When you first held it up and I saw your easel, the top of the easel, I thought it was the Eiffel Tower. And I was like, oh, I'm putting something on there about traveling. And I was like, what is it? And I was like, I know you wrote expression, but I first thought it said expansion. And I was like, oh, she's going all out in the world too. And so my mind was just like filling in the blanks of all these things. That's that so like, cool. Yeah, yeah, I definitely could have put that. This year has been my most epic travel year yet. So. So awesome. Very cool. Yay. So fun. So much fun. I'm going to take a moment and enjoy being moved by this. It's really great. Okay, so mine also just could have gone on and on. Um, And it was really fun. So here, my I didn't even, I just dove in. I didn't even write the list down. So this is the book house where I'm recording right now. I'm in, um, I'm at this beautiful place, The Writing Barn. I most of the time have this whole house to myself. Other retreat um, participants come through and stay sometimes, but I'm in this beautiful building uh, where I get to rest my head and take a bath and eat and write books and meet with you. It's just wonderful. And then um, these are the wildflowers that I'm planting right now, which is my trade for staying in the book house, which could not possibly be more delightful. It's just such a joy, even though I bitch about it when I don't want to get out of bed, but then I'm out there and it's, it's just so great. So I'm also, this gave me a chance to envision because I may or may not be staying here in the spring and I won't get to see for sure. So this is kind of picturing that. And then this is um, me and Rachel on Zoom. (laughs) That's so cute. Probably working in my favor today. I'm sorry, I didn't really give you a neck or something. (laughs) That's okay. It is really fun to make it. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah, one of the things I noticed right now and, and, I feel um, often happens with the doodling is it gives me a little slice of the moment oftentimes. Sometimes I think I'll be doodling about something different. Like there's this, there's this prompt in the book about to doodle something from your favorite song. And the day before I looked at it and I was like, okay, that's probably going to be whatever. I thought of a song. But then the next day when I actually went to make the doodle, I had just been playing guitar and singing another song that's one of my favorites. And because it was right there in my mind, that's what went onto the page. So it's a really wonderful um, both presencing, but also it's really fun to doodle stuff from my past that I hadn't ever made pictures of. There's something really powerful about like childhood memories and um, oh, just everything, emotional stuff that I hadn't really thought too much about or like put into a picture. There's this new... Oh, like healing or completing or something like that that comes from those too. So yeah, just saying it doesn't always have to be something from the present, but it's neat to see um, what's on our minds in the moment. Wow. Well, I know we could go on and on about everything. And I actually would love to have you back on to talk more about this and do the book junior and um, your nomadic lifestyle. And I, cause that's something that I really resonate with as well. 
So we'll definitely have to do this again. So everybody, please go get um, 365 days of doodling because I know I'm going to do that while we're here. Here's Junior. Oh, that's so cute. It has little kids in a treehouse. I'll tell you, you guys, the most joyful thing about making doodling books is you get to, like, make really floppy pictures for the cover art. It's so fun. Like, we like to make, you know, pristine products, but at the same time, they get to have their looseness, too. It's a, it's a wonderful paradox. Actually, I'll just share with you briefly before we go that a friend of mine who I really respect called me the other day and said, you really need to let people know what's going on here because they're getting they think it's whimsy they think it's coloring books but you're a therapist I'm a therapist by trade and and I had this image of um after we had this great conversation I agree with him and it it is what I I think this conversation will help to share that too there's something very emotionally therapeutic and uh, and expansive and new ideas come from it and all of that um but I had this image of like a logo with like me as a superhero with a cape kind of reaching into somebody else's heart, you know, and the, and the, the thing saying something like doodle outreach, don't let the whimsy fool you, you know, mm-hmm. something like that, like this powerful is also going. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And that's what both of our drawings said too, right? Like, you know, your spiral was coming out of like the heart chakra of the tree and, and I had so much healing in that drawing. So it's so true. And I mean, even just, okay, so I think this is what I can do daily to kind of integrate doodling is just in my gratitude practice, instead of just writing down what I'm grateful for, I can just, you know, do a quick doodle of what I'm grateful for because this doodle brought me deeper, right? I think that would just make my day even more high vibrational. So very cool. I'm in full agreement with you, and <clears throat> I do a lot of writing of that kind of stuff, too, and every once in a while when I slow it down and add little pictures, it kind of blows my mind, actually, so I'm really excited that you're you're considering that, too. It's really, really fun. Yeah. Amazing. So where would you like people to go right now? Like, where could they find more information about you? Um, doodleoutreach.com has my books, it has Doodling with Strangers, it has other conversations that I've had, it links to the Facebook group, that's probably the clearinghouse for all of that stuff. And then also just if folks need or want anything where some simple creativity um, of a different I'm like, Rachel, we need to get together and make a big retreat. Like there's I know, I know. it's really just such a joy to be with you. Um but, uh, you know, if I can be of use in any way, I think the Doodle Outreach page points a little bit to the kind of things I'm doing. I got to do my first elementary school visit recently and got to talk to almost 300 kids about simple creativity. And it was really, really exciting. So I just want everybody out there to know if there's any way that I can help plant these seeds with you. And really, my passion is adults, frankly. Like, I, because I turned on to doodling at age 40-ish, I really want to help other grown-ups get that there's this beautiful way of messy expression that can really deepen their experience and it doesn't have to be artists but we all are artists I mean I think everybody is I do too yeah yeah Yeah. definitely there are people who would shy away from that title so thank you for giving it to them (laughs) yeah (laughs) I put my little magic wand you're an artist Mm -hmm. yeah for sure for sure so doodleoutreach.com probably and if you go on Facebook and look for doodle outreach there's there's like a fan page, but the group is the one that you want. And the fan page points you to the group. Awesome. That's oh my gosh. I wish I could give you a hug right now. Yeah, 
you a little like Zoom hug. Mm, thank you so much. I'm just so honored and it's such a joy and everything that you're doing deepens everything that I'm doing. I love to watch your videos and, and experience your own loyalty to yourself and your path just keeps me on mine and I'm so grateful for that, Rachel. Thank you. It's like this beautiful, you know, back and forth thing going on. So, all right. Well, lots of love, uh, Karen and everybody else. Thank you so much for watching and doodling with us. And um, please go post your doodles in her group and in mine. You can do it in the Intuitive Art Academy group. And we'll also link Karen's on this page as well. So lots of love and we'll see you next time. Talk to you soon. Happy holidays, everybody. Peace. Thank you so much for watching. If you're new to Intuitive Art and you've never done it with me, go to intuitiveartacademy.com for your free class. You'll learn how to have a conversation with your higher self in three easy steps. That's intuitiveartacademy.com. And if you're already a pro or you've done the free class and you want to learn more about creating abundance from your purpose, go to workyourpurpose.com and you'll watch a free video series all about what it takes to create a purposeful income from doing what you love. All right, enjoy and I will see you later. Bye-bye.